Congregation, we read from God's Word, trust in God at all times. Is that not easier said than experienced? What I mean is this, when you are overwhelmed, burdened and battered by life, feeling sometimes bewildered about everything that goes around you, life circumstances that make sometimes it seem so impossible to trust God, trust God at all times. Every hour, every day, every situation in life that you are in, at all times, trust in God. And yes, you may know that the Lord commands us to trust in Him. Proverbs 3, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. And, but be honest this morning. Eh? Sometimes it seems more that I, I trust my own understanding than to lean on the Lord with my heart. As Psalm 37, the command, commit thy ways unto the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. Is that the way who, who you and I live? And the things that are before us this week, committed to the Lord. Trust in Him. And do you really believe? And He shall bring it to pass. He will act. You know the Lord's promise, eh? Jeremiah 17, blessed is the man, blessed is that woman, that boy, that girl, that trusts in the Lord, and whose hope is in the Lord. But do you live? Do I live with that promise? When there are times that it seems that you are unable or that you struggle to trust God, And therefore let us meditate with the help of the Lord this morning on Psalm 62. The theme for this morning is waiting, trusting on God. Waiting, trusting on God. And that we may learn or to be reminded this morning, waiting is not about what you get in the end. It is about what you become as you wait. Young people, to be reminded to learn, waiting is not what you get at the end. It is about what you become as you wait. To be reminded that our ultimate trust is not our own plans, our Googled or young people, artificial intelligent information, or even our government, eh? 
our official motto, motto of the United States, adopted in 1956, in God we trust, it is even monetized on your dollar bill. Not to trust ultimately in the medical expert or the economist and important as these institutions and people may be, but in God. The God of Psalm 62, as he makes himself known to us, that it is he, that we will wait upon our salvation and deliver us. And he alone, and the only one who can deliver from our stress and sin. And therefore, three main points arising from the meditation of this psalm. Why we need it, what it is, and how it turns ought to transform us. Why we need, why we need to trust in him, in God, while waiting. What it is, what is the meaning, what does it mean, young people, to trust in God? And in the third place, how this ought to transform us, how this trusting in God should transform us. Dus in the first place, why do we need to trust in God? Because, friends, it shows us our need. The need that you and I are in by nature. And, and, and see your need. Eh? Uh, verse 3. How long will you imagine mischief against men? You shall be slain, all of you. As a bowling wall, bowing wall, you shall be. And as a tottering fence. Uh, how long will you attack a man to better him? Like a leaning wall, a tottering fence. How long? Uh, seasons of desperation. Times of life of discouragement. Feeling overwhelmed, those times of, of Psalm 61. From the ends of the earth, I cry unto thee, my heart is overwhelmed. Those times in your life that you feel weak and vulnerable and fragile. The, the, the experience, eh? we, we going to topple over and crumble. That, that is meant here in verse 3. A leaning wall on tottering fence, on the verge of collapse. Those times, as in Psalm 63, being in a dry and thirsty land, and no water. Those times of the Psalmist 42. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Never had that in your life? Cast down soul, troubled soul. Times that you go through trials and toils and snare and troubled person. Can be through outward circumstances, as the verses 3 and 4 and 9 and 10 of this psalm makes clear. And at times it feels inward and troubled soul. Now, young people, psychiatry will tell you that a troubled person experiences fear and anxiety about the future and guilting, guilty of having problems and shame and despair and depression and desperation. This, this feeling, the harder I work, the more I fall behind. Hmm? Or with the words of the living God, as, as in this psalm, when you imagine mischief. Mischief is being or experience being attacked, assailed, threatened, troubled. You feel defenseless. You, no expectation, no strength. Do, do you see your need? 
Those troubled situations in your life, when you think and act and experience me versus them. That is what the psalmist is doing. Me, men, versus all of you, verse 3. And they, they want to cast you down, verse 4. And they delight in lies. And they bless outwardly, but inwardly they curse you. Where do you go in those situations? How do you get out of this troubled situation? Times that... Maybe you sit here this morning with heartbreak. Or with crippling anxiety. Or depression. Or overwhelmed by doubts. Doubts about yourself. Or doubts about God. When you are troubled and tested. Outwardly. Inwardly. Troubled. This is not a representation of your and my sin. Eh? Because sin leaves you with fear and with guilt and with shame and, and despair. Maybe young people, you know that in your life. Eh? That you say, Lord, have patience with me. You work hard and harder to get rid of your sin and only to see that you fail and falter. And people get emotionally disturbed and troubled when you are guilty of sin. You, you try to cover it up. You blame others. Never noticed this in your life? Having come to a place with the psalmist in Psalm 38, I am troubled by my sin. Hmm? After all, they, like you, are sons, daughters of Adam, son of man. That is the literal translation of verse 9. Men of low degree, a son, a daughter of Adam. Are you troubled by your sin? And I do not mean kind of an abstract concept, kind of a dogmatic concept, kind of a doctrinal exposition. But it is a reality in your life. Come to a place with the psalmist in 51. For I acknowledge my transgression. I'm troubled by them. My sin is always before me. Do you see your need? Again. Great need in every circumstance of life. Trouble, testing, temptation, shortcomings, your sin. Sin is, I read recently, sin is that the holiness of God is not revered. That the truth of God is not sought. That the goodness of the Lord is not treasured. And that the faithfulness of the Lord is not trusted. Friends, our need is great. And then to read, trust in God at all times. Now maybe you ask me now, what does that then mean to trust in God? First, verse 8, trust in Him. And the Psalms are full of such comments and promises. Eh? For, I will mention a couple. Psalm 20. Some trust in chariots, some in horses, but we, we trust in the name of the Lord our God. 
First, uh, Psalm 22. Our fathers trusted in thee. They trusted and thou didst deliver them. Y- young people. If your fathers trusted, your mothers trusted in him. And he delivered them. Would you not trust in them? In him as well? The Lord says in Psalm 37, trust in the Lord and do good. Psalm 56, in God I will praise his word. In God I have put my trust. And Psalm 91, my God. It's personal, eh? is it not? My God, my God. In him will I trust. Trust, friends, that is to rely on, to lean on, to rest in. Rest in God. How are we doing, friends? I have not seen you for a while. In the midst of the business of your life, in the midst, young people, living with maybe anxiety fear about the future, worries, and and then to trust in God at all times, even difficult times. Or when you see your sin, when when your sin rises up against you, and you fail and you falter, those times, eh? parents? Sunday was a good Sunday. The word was preached. It reached your heart. Touched your life. You were lifted up above the circumstances of life. And then Monday, you fall. Whatever sin that is, you know. That experience eh, for the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. Trust in the Lord at all times times trusting in testing times leaning relying resting God can be a season of waiting first one truly my soul that is my whole being my head my heart my hands waits upon God becoming silent before God and congregation let's be honest this morning silence is not often that we are used to in our, our society and in our busy and noisy life. But here it is. My soul silently waits for God. Have you come to this place? A place of waiting, becoming silent before the Lord. In the midst of your circumstances and, and current challenges and cares that you have brought into church this morning... You see your shortcomings and, and you're reminded of your sins, your failings and flaws. Or maybe you sit here as a troubled person who came this morning to church and you ask yourself, where is God in all of this? Does he hear my prayers? How long? Not only those around you, those who trouble you, mischief. But as you begin to understand the psalmist in 13, how long, O Lord, will you forget forever? How long will you hide your face from me? 
can be the experience of the heart, the experience of your life. But if you come to the point in your life, not only once, but time and again, for God alone, my soul waits in silence. From God alone, only Him, that remains. Because friends, from ourselves, there is no expectation, eh? And also not from others. When other helpers fail and comforts flee. Help of the helpless. Looking upon yourself and be honest this morning. You're troubled. Soul troubled. Turmoil, tempest of the heart. Shadows and life. Those times that you come to a place. That by grace that you can look away from yourself and, and that you maybe sigh, maybe the cry of your heart, and now, Lord, what wait I for? My hope is in Thee, in Him, alone. And friends, that is not a passive waiting, eh? That is an active waiting by grace. Active waiting on God. Why? Because from Him comes my salvation, my delivery, my security, my rest, my strength. From Him and Him only. And why? Because the psalm is full of it. Eh? Because He is, first two, my rock, my salvation. First three, my defense. First five, my expectation. And He only is. And none else. Verse 6, my rock, my defense. Verse 7, my salvation, my glory, my strength, my refuge is in God. Oh friends, to whom else shall you then go with your troubled heart and life? With your anxiety and worry? With your soul turmoil? With your sin-tainted life? Moralism and legalism will tell you hope. You can only hope. Hope in Him, more you cannot do. That. But that is a pacifying. It is one-sided work of grace that works in your heart, proclaims, as Horatius Bonar once wrote, not what I am, Lord, but what thou art, that, that alone can my soul to rest. Thy love, not mine, bids fear and doubt depart and stills. And stills the tossed and tempest heart. To learn and to experience once again. Because he is my rock. My strength. My expectation. My salvation. And that even for such one as you are. And that gives a waiting, an active waiting for the Lord. Truly, truly, my soul waits for God. Because He is a refuge, a hiding place, a place of rest for the storm of life, even now. And therefore, do you, have you taken refuge in Him? Again, 
Wait expectantly. Wait with expectation. Kun wat kun. But on the Lord I will wait. Wait then I would say. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. Because he shall strengthen your heart. Wait. I say on the Lord. But maybe there is one in our midst. And that asks how is it now possible. For such one as I am. I am in myself. How is it now possible to trust in God? If you really know what is going on in my heart and life. To lean on him. To rely on him. To rest on him. And wait for him. And him alone. Congregation friends is not only because of Christ. He was also the son of man, but also the son of God himself. From him comes my salvation. In the original here in the Hebrew is my Yeshua, my Joshua, my Jesus. It is he who delivers and saves his people from the sin. That, friends, young people, is salvation. Because is it not said of Christ? Echoed in the verses 3 and 4 of this psalm. Who was a reproach of men. Missive against him. At Gabbatha. When on the cross. On Gotha. For example Psalm 22. All they that see me. Laugh me to scorn. They shoot out their lips. They shake that saying. He trusted on the Lord. That he would deliver him. Let him deliver him. Seeing he delighted him. Is there not an echo? Of Psalm 62 verse 4. They consult to cast him down from his excellence. They delight in lies. They bless with their mouth. But inward they curse inwardly. Is it not said of Christ. Who cried out on the cross. Be it far from me. For trouble is near. For there is none to help. Why have thou forsaken me? Is it not Christ on the cross. Who experienced a deep troubled soul. I am poured out like water. My strength is dried up like a potsherf. Is it not Christ in Gethsemane. My soul is exceeding sorrowful unto death. And who did not defend himself. Is it not Christ who left a place of glory. And that for whom. And that for a people like you and me, troubled and maybe turmoiled at times in life, for a people with anxiety, with fear and stress, for a people like you and me, sinners, sinners before God, silenced before God, seeing your sin. For each of his children, friends, here is Christ in this psalm. From him comes my salvation. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my strength, my refuge, my glory. Oh, then it is Christ here in the glory of his cross. So that you can say and experience, he is my glory. Then is here Christ who did not open his mouth. Who did not defend himself. So that you can experience, he is my defense. Then here is Christ whose strength was dried up. So that you can rest and lean and rely on his strength. And say, he is my strength. Oh, then is he Christ forsaken by his father. So that you may and never be forsaken by him. And accepted by him. To whom else shall you then go? 
Would you not take refuge in him also this morning? Oh, pour out your heart to him. He who's, who was poured out like water. And trust in him at all times. Oh, friends, when you did not deserve anything but death because of your sin. But God gave everything that he had, his son, his Joshua, his Jesus. Would you not wait for him? Would you not take refuge in him? Find your strength in him? In your external circumstances and challenges? Or when there is an internal crisis and you sit here in the turmoil and the trouble in your heart. Those moments in your life and you keenly feel your weakness and your vulnerability. Your shortcomings and your sin. And you have come to a place where other comforts and hopes are removed and fail us. And then to experience for Christ's sake. Coming to such a place where the Lord is your only And real hope and trust. Is that not a merciful experience? Those times that you may say his loving kindness is better than life. And all its circumstances outwardly and inwardly. His help, his strength being in the shadow of his wings. Even this morning there is a rejoicing. Oh, friends, those times, those seasons of life, they teach us what trust mean, But they also train us to actually trust in God. Such seasons of waiting on the Lord, surrounded maybe by trouble, and then something happens. And this may be so counterintuitive to us, in, for us as modern Americans. Eh? Stop, eh? that is the verses 4 and 8, Selah. Cease action. Go silent. Go silent before God. And it teaches and trains you what you become as you wait. Trusting in God. That is finding Christ again. Your salvation, your defense, your strength, your glory, your reliance, your refuge, and your rest. That is also for this new week, living out of him and him alone. That are those times that you can say, or you can sing, or you can say. My Savior needs thy sheltering wings. My soul delights to dwell for near thee all is well. When was it the last time? Trust in God at all times. This leaning, this resting, is taking refuge in Christ and Him alone. 
even, no particular in those times, when the heart is troubled, when your life is in turmoil, when sin is experienced, when the shortcomings stare you in the face, but when you have learned by grace, as Horatius Boner also wrote, I heard the voice of Jesus say, Come to me and rest. Lay down. Thy weary one lay down thy head upon my breast. I came to Jesus as I was, weary and worn and sad. I found in him a resting place, and he has made me glad. I heard the voice of Jesus. I behold, I freely give the living water, thirsty one, stoop down and drink and live. I came to Jesus and drank of that life-giving stream. My thirst was quenched, my soul revived, and now I live in him. That is his offer to you. Freely, graciously, generously. Friends, it has been freely prepared. It must be freely received. But Christ, Christ, my glory. Glory, young people, that is the most weighty, the most important thing in my life. But Christ, my salvation, my strength, then I ask you, if you cannot deny that in your life, and I am not asking how deep or how much is experienced, because even the most struggling soul in our midst this morning, taking refuge in him, who cannot miss him anymore, learned in the beginning and time again, he only is my rock, and my defense, my Jesus, my salvation. Oh, ought that not to transform you, change you. And I will give you three aspects on how this trusting in God for Christ ought to transform us. As we see it in this psalm, verse 8, recall, testify of trusting in God in community. Verse 10. Remember, to trust in God alone, that transforms us. And verse 11 and 12, rely on his power and on his mercy. First, you see, here is one that we have met in the verses 1 to 7, who has this personal experience. Because salvation is a personal matter. And young people, Christianity is found in the personal pronouns. You, you, you. We cannot be without him, cannot be without Yeshua, Jesus, this Savior, for sin is my sin. This only defense and deliverer, my strength, my refuge. And so when you cannot deny that by grace in your life, undeserved grace, can you then keep him, your rock, your strength, your refuge, your salvation, can you now keep that for yourself? Can you then not share, recalling, testify that with others around you? And look from the verses, the, the, the change from verse 1 to 7 to verse 8. Eh? From the I and the my to trust in him, verse 8, 
Ye people, pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Sila, pause for a moment. For us. For you all. So undeserved. And yet, he is a refuge for us. Hier is al nu nou spursly wat waiting on the Lord is. Een trusting waiting en een waiting in trust. Hier is van who despite of himself is stressed in struggles and having no salvation in himself. Here is one who despite his anxiety and worry in a time that it seems in his life that it is a collapsing wall and a tottering fence, weak, vulnerable and troubled in his soul. But he has experienced truly the weight on God is worth, so infinite worth. As experienced in Christ, he only is my rock for my wavering soul. He is my salvation, my Jesus and only him. He is my strength when I have no strength in myself anymore. He is my glory when there is no glory in myself. He is a refuge for my struggling soul. That is, when you experience at the times the, the bitterness of sin. And at the same time, and it can be so mixed. The sweetness of Christ. Have experienced salvation of the righteousness of the Lord. He is their strength in time of trouble. That is personally now this poor man. Maybe here this morning. This poor man. This poor woman. This poor boy. This girl. This sissy. Cried and, and the Lord heard. And saved him. Saved her out of all his troubles. If you have experienced that friends. Can you keep that now for yourself? Can you not share that with those around you? Would you not testify also this week? Come children and hear me and listen to me. And I will teach and share with you the fear of the Lord. Teach what it means to trust in the Lord. Trust in Christ and Him alone. What it truly means to seek your life out of yourself in Christ Jesus. To testify I have an anchor in life. In Him. And him alone. To testify of that. Of him. In your family. At a church gathering. When the Lord came over to your soul. When he spoke to you. When he revived you. When he refreshed you through his word. When his face shined upon you. Once more. Would you not share that? This transformation, what he has done, is still this for my soul. Friends, if it is possible for me, then it is possible for all others as well. And to encourage others, trust in him at all times, ye people. Pour out your heart before him. Keep nothing back. Tell him everything that hurts and pains you. Pour out all your complaints. You may tell him. You may tell him that you have been foolish as to look for this and for that for relief. And you found none. And now you have come to him who invites also this morning.
graciously and generously even now pour out your before me. I am your refuge. I am your strength. I am your salvation. I am your rock. Christ, that high rock on which you may stand above the floods of life that otherwise would overwhelm you. God is a refuge for us. Sharing in community, that first. Yes, it makes you vulnerable, but you also can embrace others who struggle and are in trouble. Secondly, how trusting in God to transform us for Christ is to remember not to trust in anything else but Jesus, God in Christ. First nine, not in men. Men of low degree, the original sons of Adam, in which ultimately there is no help. As the psalmist in 146 reminds us, put not your trust in princes. And it can be difficult at times. Having great expectations from this one or from that one. Nor in the son of man in whom there is no help. His breath goes forth, he returned to his earth in that very day his tall spares. And late in the balance, and be honest this morning, just vanity, not in men, but God in him I trust. Shall you remember this week? Also not in wealth, eh? verse 10, if riches increase. And congregation, it is a blessing when you have it. It is a privilege, but also a responsibility. But remember this week, don't set your heart upon it, first ten. Don't put your identity in it. Remember your only trust is in him. Not, not, not people, even seemingly important people, and not your possessions. And thirdly, how trusting a God ought to transform us is to rely on his power and mercy. To learn by grace to trust in him alone for Christ that God had spoken once. There's no need for the Lord to speak twice, as though he had changed. But he speaks plainly, powerfully, unchangeable, as it was for the psalmist, so it is for us this morning, through his living word. Friends, we, we, we often speak, but we say nothing. But when God speaks, he speaks and it is done. He commands and stands fast. And twice I have heard this. That is continually. And therefore we come to church, Sunday after Sunday, to hear again who he is and to be reminded who I am. And hearing with your ears and with your heart, that's twice. To be reminded on, to be refreshed, to be revived by his word. Even now, hearing, trust in him at all time, ye people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. That is his promise. Also for this new week. And his promises are places of refuge. Where you can and may flee when you feel weak. And also for you young people. Maybe full of anxiety and worries. Maybe you have concerns about the future. The Lord says to you this morning, there is a place with me. Trust me. 
and me alone. There is a place of refuge in me. O come then, weary and burdened and I will give you rest. Rest, young people, ultimately better than any pill that you take for your anxiety and anxious and digital life. Trusting in God. Friends, let us be honest and Maybe the older ones can attest this morning. Trusting in God takes time to have a deeper understanding of trust. Eh? Even in natural life, how do you trust a person? Well, when you become more and more acquainted with that person. It is seen and experienced. He or she is trustworthy. One whose promises are true comes to pass as happens. And so, when you become more and more acquainted with him, with the Lord, and that is through his word, through his work, through his providences in your life, he is not different than he reveals himself, makes himself known through his word. And the more you are acquainted with him, you begin to realize more and more to trust him. That you experience, but with the Lord belongs power, verse 12. Eh? Those times when you don't have strength in yourself anymore. Those times of trouble and testing, when, when it seems that your world is collapsing. And then they ask you, have you not known? And look back in your life this morning for a moment. Have you not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, faints not, neither is weary? That it is he who gives power to the faint and to them that have no might, he increases strength. Even you shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fail. But they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings and eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Would you not trust in him at all times? Should that not transform you and direct you to Christ and him alone? To experience also unto thee belongs, O Lord, mercy. Mercy, mercy, mercy. So needed every day of our life. In need of forgiveness. In need of his mercy. Would you therefore not trust in God for Christ's sake? Should that not leave you a changed person for this week? Seeing the mercy of the Lord new every morning, this morning? Trust in him at all times and experience his power and mercy. And then the psalmist, the Lord concludes this morning, for thou rendest to every man, every woman, every boy, every girl, to his or her work, according to your work. And this is how we come to end. And friends, if that is your own work, and you still trust yourself, you will perish. You will perish. But then I urge you as an ambassador. 
of this God who can be trusted. For Christ, this Savior who has given himself freely, turn to him now. Don't delay. Don't you despise the riches of his goodness and forbearance and long-suffering in your life. Do you not know that it is the goodness of God, his power and his mercy that leads you to repentance? Trust in him. He is a refuge. And also for you, if your own work became your ruin, And he scooped you up. And his work became yours. And he became your salvation. And your defense. And your strength. And your refuge. Trust again continually in him at all times. For Christ's sake. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, will bless thine own word. And that that blessing is experienced in our life for this new week. To trust thee at all times. To dwell near thee. And experience, even in the turmoils of our life, near thee, O Israel. And so, Lord, bless thine own word. Also for this evening, bless the ministry of Dr. Bilkus and this entire day that we may commend it to you. We ask these things in the forgiveness of our sins, but for Christ's sake alone. Amen.